Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. Straight up to the claw on this Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo. Burnsy, what's going on? Rainy day, wet day, busy day, NBA trade deadline day. It's an hour in the books. Past us. I just got here like four minutes ago. (laughs) You came in, coming in hot. Coming in hot, Gambadoro. I left my house at like 1.15. I'm like, I told you, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it to work on time today. It it. was raining and windy. I'm like, I'm not, if there's traffic, I'm not going to make You're it. You're here. Speaking of coming in hot, huh? we got a lot of stuff to get to. We're not going to waste any time. Let's roll right into our top story of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. Phoenix Suns did indeed make a trade today. A big three-team trade in which they acquired Royce O'Neal from the Brooklyn Nets, David Roddy from the Memphis Grizzlies, and in the process, shipped out Keita Bates-Diop, Chemezi Betsu, Utah Watanabe, and Jordan Goodwin, in addition to some second-round picks. You, in particular, were reporting on the four players going out for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, we were able to break that part of the story Nobody had that, that that was the four players that were going out. Um, you know, my understanding is that uh, Utah Modern, uh, Utah Watanabe is going to Memphis with Metu, the other two guys. Um, Kata Bates, they have good one going to the Nets. They're using a trade exception as part of the deal to get Roddy in. There was some paperwork issues that were holding this thing up a little bit. I don't know if he's even been, been officially announced, it has, has it? No. Yeah, that, it the not. reason why is, from what I'm being told, there is... Uh, uh, there is definitely a paperwork issue, but they got till three. Uh, there's something going on with the paperwork. They have to get all the paperwork in by three. It probably still happens, but that's the last. Before I left, that was the last part I was checking on, that there was an issue with the paperwork involved. Oh, paperwork. And paperwork, oh, yeah. Oh, paperwork, yes. right? Well, I, assuming there are no hiccups, and, and we'll let you know as soon as it's officially announced by the Suns organization that this has happened. Let's assume that everything is going to go according to plan and that everything's going to get done. It, um, it was a busy day, and it wasn't that busy of a day around the league, and we'll kind of look at what some of the other Western Conference rivals did coming up a couple segments from right now and get you kind of caught up on the rest of the league. But for the Suns, this was a very unique consolidation of a lot of spare parts that simply did not have homes yeah. right into channeling a bunch of spare parts into a very useful piece I, in Royce O'Neal. Can right? I just say I love that analogy? It's basically taking four things in your home that you don't use, going somewhere, selling it, and buying something that you can use. Yeah, That's what you're doing. Yeah, you, 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 I, you know what? You took, I, four, yeah. you took four basketball players to the pawn shop and you walked out with I Royce O'Neal. I don't use this crock pot anymore. I don't really use this toaster oven anymore. I don't use this coffee maker anymore. But man, I want to get myself an espresso machine because I really <laughs> like that stuff. And then, so you take the four, you take the four exactly things that it. you don't use anymore, man. the crock pot, and, the, and you trade it in for something you can use. Um, listen, Royce O'Neal 
was the guy they targeted. You know, two weeks ago I said that this is legit. They like him. This is the guy they're going to get. Um, uh, you mapped out the whole show, so I don't know if we're going to get to the mile. If we're talking about Miles Bridges at any point or not, and the guys that that were rumored to be coming here, but the guy that they really target. We'll stick with Royce O'Neal. Yes, yeah, so let's talk they, about so about what they, they added here. That's, they, that's they, what we're doing. They here. added a guy in Royce O'Neal that they really like. Now I talked to a lot of teams throughout the league today after the Suns had got him, and this is what the, what I had heard is that wow, this is absolutely the perfect guy for the Phoenix Suns. Let me tell you why. He's not a high usage guy. You don't need he, he doesn't need the ball in his hands to play well. He doesn't need to take a lot of shots to play well. He actually does not shoot the ball a lot. Knows how to play. He's a good but not great shooter, but he's not bad. He's good. Really smart defensive player. He can guard guys like Kawhi Leonard. He can guard guys like Paul George. He's not good at guarding the speed guys, right? So if he had to guard Booker or Beal, that's not his forte. But he can guard Kawhi. He could guard Paul George. You could trust him. Really solid. Definite upgrade for the Phoenix Suns. Very reliable. He's not going to jack up bad shots. He doesn't waste possessions. Very competent shooter. This is the feedback I got from other teams when I was talking about Royce O'Neal coming to Phoenix. They liked it. They liked it. The Suns just played the Brooklyn Nets a week ago, and it's it's unfair to pass judgment on a guy after one game, but I remember watching that game going, "Eh, you know, okay, he's he's a guy, we'll see, but but in many ways, he was, you talked about a name that we've been talking about for a couple of weeks, and we will address the Miles Bridges situation at the end of the segment, not right now, though, but but we will address it. He's, it's, it's kind of where the journey started, wasn't it? I mean, we started talking about the trade deadline a few weeks ago, two, yeah, three weeks yeah. ago. And in some ways, between your reporting and Bobby Marks of ESPN kind of suggesting, hey, if I were the Suns, this is kind of the guy. I think this is the guy who would help. Royce O'Neal has been, along with Miles Bridges, I think has been in the front of our brain for the better part of the last three weeks in terms of what the Suns can do, in part because, again, you've mentioned the name. Bobby Marks was mentioning the name from yeah. almost day one as a guy who would make a lot of sense. He obviously has previous history with Kevin Durant, so there's that. He clearly is not afraid to take a three-pointer when he's open for one. He shoots about five and a half per game, and he hits him at about 37%. He defends, and more than anything... Yeah, competent shooter. Competent. competent shooter. Yeah, I mean, is he gonna, He doesn't shoot a lot, but he's competent when he does. Kellen Olsen was on earlier with the Midday Show when he pointed out something I think that's very important to consider, too. While he's not a point guard by any stretch of the imagination... Kellen points out he's a very good passer. He's a very smart basketball player. He sees the game very well. And he even went so far as to suggest that might help a little bit in those non-Booker minutes when you're looking for somebody to set other guys up. Again, not a pure point guard, not a point guard at all, but somebody who could pass the ball and kind of see guys open and make shots and create things like that. And certainly we know that would help for the Suns to add yeah, a guy listen, like I, I was told that he's probably, he probably fits in as their seventh guy. Like, he might be their seventh guy after Eric Gordon because how smart he is defensively and what he brings to the table defensively without being a negative offensively. So a really good pickup. The other guy, and I want to just touch on this for a second sure. because I didn't know a whole lot about David Roddy, but I did my homework. I'm pleasantly surprised at the news I've got on David Roddy from, you know, talking to other you know general managers and coaches and guys in the league. They said, look, the way the Suns play, the way they switch so much, he's really good for what they do because he's a 
big, strong body. He plays a lot bigger than his 6'5 size because he's thick. He's really thick. Thick. He can guard the bigger guys, too. So it gives you another guy that can now guard some of the bigger, more physical guys. You know, he's not great at the speed guys again and the guys off the dribble, but he can really guard some of the some of those players that we're talking about. So, um, you know, a guy like Kawhi and Paul George again. I've even heard, like, and I was asked, like, do you think he's a guy that could fit into their top nine? Absolutely. He's a guy that might be able to fit into their top nine. You know, if you go Eric Gordon and then Royce O'Neal and then Eubanks, you know, between him and Okoge, you know, you've got two guys that defensively give you a, a, a lot defensively that you may like. He is, I didn't know that much about him. He is a very unique player. Very, very unique player. He's thick. He's built like a football player, right? And he kind of plays like a football player to a certain extent. A lot of drives to the rim. Doesn't shoot particularly well, um, but he drives and, he, and he's, he's a very physical, physical, physical guy. Um, I know John Hollinger, an NBA insider that we referenced to, couldn't believe that Memphis got anything for David Roddy, but he's also kind of controllable for the yeah. Suns as well, which is something that we need to talk about in the next segment in terms of kind of what's next for the Suns. Because the Suns can control Royce O'Neal if they want. They can control David Roddy if they want. They've already got control over some of the players. They've changed the dynamic of their team a little bit. And they've certainly gone away from what wasn't working. And look, I I keep calling the spare parts. The Suns took all of those wing players that weren't playing for them and exchanged them for a wing player that hopefully becomes the one, right? The The one wing to rule them all, pardon me for saying. But he becomes that guy. Right, he becomes the one wing to rule them all, as opposed to four guys who just weren't really fitting for you all that well. There's no question. There's no question. I think that the Suns did a good job today. They did a good job with the resources they had. You know, let's not forget they were limited resource wise, but they did a good job. They used their second round picks. They're a better basketball team today than they were yesterday. They're a better basketball team today with the additions of Royce O'Neal and David Roddy. Okay, uh, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, this sounds like a somewhat crazy question to ask in the hour and 11 minutes after the trade deadline has come and gone. But given what might be happening in the buyout market and the fact that the Suns do have a couple of open roster spots, there's a what's next question that we need to ask about the Phoenix Suns, and we'll ask it next on the Burns and Gambo show. Hey, it's Luke. The Phoenix Suns made moves at the NBA trade deadline, so how much better do Royce O'Neal and David Roddy make this roster? We'll get going tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. For Suns do have a game tonight. Love the musical selection, by the way, Laura Carbo. Um, against the Utah Jazz, we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit because Devin Booker's name has been added to the injury report as well. And, of course, there's going to be a very depleted bench, likely for both teams tonight. It's going to be a really weird game yeah. tonight at Footprint Center. Yeah. So they might suit you up tonight if you've got any eligibility left in you. Um, I, think be one call, of those, I, I think they called Jeff Hornacek and just to see if he was in town. See if he was available to, to see Dan, if they could give them Dan 15 Marley's minutes around. off maybe, the bench. Maybe Dan could give them 10 minutes tonight off the bench, possibly. I think both teams are going to be a little Hornacek for the out. Jazz, Dan, yeah. for, Dan the, for the, yeah. for the Suns. Why yeah. not? Why not? Uh, on this NBA trade deadline day, we welcome you back into the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports. And uh, the the deadline came and went about an hour and 15 minutes ago. And we'll talk about the rest of the moves made around the West. But obviously, the biggie for the Suns was, in essence, a three-team trade between the Suns, the Nets, and the Memphis Grizzlies, in which the Suns shipped out Utah Watanabe, Kata Bates-Diop, Jordan Goodwin, and Chibesi Metu. And in exchange, got um, David Roddy and, of course, the biggie. And Royce O'Neal 
And there were second round picks and, you know, trade exceptions and all that stuff being used. It. I'm going to ask this. I'm not asking you this question, okay? Because I know you've been working really hard on the trade deadline stuff. I'm just kind of asking this, throwing this out there in the universe. Now we enter phase two of the trade deadline story. I'm going to cry. I know. <laughs> but just just wait. <laughs> okay. The buyout market. Right. Right? Because you yeah. know as well as I, and it's already happened, by the way. Guys are reportedly getting cut. And immediately on social mil- uh, social media, I, I know. hold on, and, and I don't want, this is not, no one's expecting you, anything of you today in this regard, but there's this filter on social media, and as soon as a name is reported as being cut, everybody immediately wants to know, is it gettable? Is it yeah. gettable? Yeah. Is it gettable? There is this filter on social media of, can the Suns legally acquire that player or not? Settle in for that because we're in for about a week or two yeah, of guys yeah. getting cut and whether they pass muster for the Suns or not. If you give me a day to decompress, <laughs> I, again, I'm I know, not asking I will, you to I do anything. I'm not, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm, I know, just, but, I'm making conversation here. It's what we do. Uh, our show is very much expected to be the one that kind of tells you whether a guy is a legitimate option for them or not. Okay, we've established that over the time, so we'll we'll get that stuff out there. The question the, the question would be on that. What do you need now? What do you need? You just added that wing player. You added two bigger bodies that could guard some of those guys, Mm -hmm. which is what they wanted. Me and you had said all along with my reporting that they were not going after a point guard or a shooting guard or a center. It wasn't going to be Andre Drummond or any of those guys. And we said to focus on a four, focus on a power forward, focus on on that wing player. And that's what happened. Do you th- now without me going into the names yet because I I'm going to need time. Do you think they need anything else? A backup point guard. You want nice. a backup point guard. A backup point okay. guard would be nice. Okay. Not necessarily a guy who will play in the playoffs. You want a regular season guy. But a guy who might help them get there by alleviating some of those non-Devin Booker minutes who can come out there and run the office. But not somebody that you look at, because that was the filter we were looking at with the trade deadline. The Suns need to acquire somebody who's going to be a part of their playoff rotation. They did. They got Royce O'Neal. He is going to be in their playoff rotation. He's going to get... 12 to 15 to 18 minutes per night in a playoff game. Okay, that, that's He's a great. top nine guy yeah, in they their did rotation that. for sure. I don't think you have to accomplish that with this next round or this next phase. It's not going to cost you anything I, I, either on this next round. It's not going to cost you anything. No. You're not giving up second round picks. Nope. No, no, you don't have to trade the gorilla. A guy. <laughs> you don't have to give it a team like John Bloom. not on the market. You don't have to trade yeah, John Bloom. You don't have to give anybody a sweep no, for good. Bad we're Bunny good. or Justin Timberlake or whatever Amanda, shows they've got coming Amanda into Flute town. Amanda is fine. She's not getting traded. We're all good. Right. You can just, yeah. you just sign a player and, and, and pay him. In a perfect world, a backup point. A backup point. Okay. Uh, but again, and I, I, I'm going to reiterate this at the, you know, not to be nauseating. It's it's it doesn't have to be somebody that you go oh he's got to help us in the playoffs no just a guy who can give you a few minutes during the regular season and help ease some of those minutes off of Devin Booker so that he's not constantly being the point guard every time when he's out there and maybe insurance policy oh of course I mean you want to take out an insurance policy yeah I mean if I mean I don't want point guard goes you're gonna play in the regular season if one of our guys gets hurt you're the next guy up I don't want to think about anybody getting hurt but absolutely. As a just-in-case-of-emergency break glass I'm going to take out an insurance policy. Yep. Uh, um, so w- would you agree with that? 
Would you I don't you, disagree with it. When you throw in the insurance policy, I'm going to get you. You're going to play a lot in a regular season. I can't guarantee you playoff minutes. But if but if Booker or Beal or somebody goes down, you're going to be the guy. Here's what I mean. You're going to be my guy. Here's what I mean by the filter now on social media. Okay, I'm going to use Kellen as an example because he was just in the studio a second ago. For example, the Memphis Grizzlies have waived Victor Oladipo. Okay, that was a tweet from Shams about an hour ago. Kellen Olsen retweeted it and said, $9.4 million clears. In other words, because he he's making less than $12.4 million, the Sun can go get him if they wanted to. If they wanted to pursue him on the buyout market, they're allowed. Anybody over 12.4, they're not allowed to go get. So, for example, Spencer Dinwiddie, he got bought out by Toronto. He fits, doesn't he? He does not. He does, he does not. not he, may, he makes too much money. Oh. He does not fit. They hasn't could. played good either this year. No, but but uh, but again, it's not even about what's he make. I think he's like eighteen, nineteen. Is he really? Spencer Dinwiddie. I think. What was he, Mitch? He makes. Oh, I know, but you find out how much he makes. If you just look it up real quick, I'm curious to see what what he makes. Um, like he's uh, twenty point five. He makes twenty point okay. five million dollars. Okay, you can't get him. Um, I, I'm looking for other, but that's that's the that's the new kind of filter that we're looking at here. Guys who got bought out. Victor Oladipo got bought out. Spencer Dinwiddie got bought out. <laughs> These two will make you laugh. You ready? Yeah. Robin Lopez got bought out. Robin Lopez, yeah, just played against the Suns the other night. It's terrible. Marcus Morris got bought out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was worse. Gambo saying, oh, my God, or the look on Lauren's face. I'm not sure which God, was the worse. The Morris brothers just bring back memories of a bad time in Phoenix Suns era basketball. Yes, they do. They really do. Yes, they do. Daniel House Jr. got bought out by the Pistons. Um, Killian Hayes, who was just the seventh pick in the draft a few years ago got bought out by the Pistons as well. I don't know who else is going to get bought out. I don't know who's going to join the list. I have no idea. And I have no idea if the Suns are going to pursue those players. But rest assured, every time a name comes up as a guy who got bought out, that's the first thing we're going to do. Sure. Look up and see how much he makes and find yeah. out whether the Suns can get him or not. Now, to your point, you'll do the Gambo thing in a day or two. I trust that. I believe that you'll check on buyout guys and see if the Suns are interested. But let's not kid ourselves. There's still some needs on this filled depth holes. Always. Insurance But I think roles. you have to think about an eight to nine man playoff rotation and, and wonder if there is a guy out there that can break into that rotation that you have right now. You've got your starting five. You've got Eric Gordon as a six. You've got Royce O'Neal. You've got Eubanks. That's eight. you got uh, Bowl Bowl a Kogi, a Bowl and Or nine and ten. And, and then uh, I want to see what David Roddy can do. I'm pleasantly surprised by the things I've heard about him. And by the way, when talking about what's next, too, and we'll talk about this a little later on the show, the Suns did not trade Nasir Little. They no. still have that contract for this offseason available mm-hmm. as a tool to trade if yeah. they wanted to. If they wanted to. Yep. Still have that. Still out there. Yeah, I talked to his agent today, and, uh, you know, he wasn't moved. But listen, I, I he's not playing, and he's got a contract that is pretty movable. So we'll see what happens with him in the summer. Texas, your thoughts. And we'd love to hear from you, and we would love to read some of the best ones on the air. So it's uh, considerate open phone lines on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We get a chance to we'll react to your thoughts. And we're going to have an open phone segment a little later in the show as well to get your reaction on what the Suns did today. Meanwhile, when we come back. 
back, the rest of the NBA. Not as exciting as we had hoped. Some Western Conference contenders made some moves today, but a lot of them sat this one out. We'll tell you who did what next on the Burns and Gambo Show. It's Vince Murata. Did the Suns take care of the Jazz? We'll get into all of the aspects and reflect on the NBA trade deadline starting at 6 on Friday. Join us here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, back here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Thank you, Vinny. As we're taking you through the NBA trade deadline, the deadline came and went about an hour and a half ago. And, of course, the big news for the Suns, though not officially announced yet, uh, it is widely expected, per the reporting of Gambo and others, that the Suns are going to get forward Royce O'Neal from the Nets forward David Roddy from the Memphis Grizzlies, and they're giving up Jordan Goodwin, Kate Bate Stiop, Utah Watanabe, and Chemezi Metu. Watanabe and Metu are going to the Grizzlies. Gordon or Goodwin, pardon me, and KBD are going to the Nets. There are also second round picks involved, and we're kind of working on and looking for the specifics when it comes to that. But that was the Suns' big deal. They took and honestly, using a lot of the things that they were going to lose after today. They use them, you know, combining salaries, yes, aggregating yes. players, right? Yeah. Trade like, exceptions that were going to expire after they they had one last shot to use some of those things, and they used them today, right? Yeah, there was a lot of discussion on well, how do you make that the money doesn't work, right? With Royce O'Neal and Roddy, and then it doesn't work. But what what, it, what happens is that Roddy goes into a trade exception. The other four guys work within 110 percent of the salary, so that's how it's going to play out when it gets announced. Again, there's been a paperwork issue. Was what I was told. This is why it hasn't been announced yet. They've got till three o'clock today to get that finalized. I think we'll be okay. Um, but Roddy would go into the trade exception. The other four guys would work okay. within one hundred and ten percent of the salaries. I know a lot of people were asking about it, but that's how it would play. That's how it will play out when it comes down. In the meantime, and we were we were just talking about Kellen Olson earlier today, uh, and he was just in here just a second ago. As a matter of fact, we were talking about the trade deadline, and he had a, he had a tweet this morning that. I, that to me was kind of one of the big questions of the day, in addition to what the Suns were going to do. Here's what he wrote on Twitter. The main thing I'm interested in today, and what will probably dictate how eventful this deadline becomes, is if the Kings slash Pelicans slash Thunder, Western Conference teams with real assets, try to make a jump with some of the guys that could really improve their team. None of that happened today. None of that happened. In the fact, biggest fear we had. Well, one Wasn't of, it one of the biggest fears we had? One of the biggest questions we had, and certainly I, I, you could even move it into the category of fear, was what a team in the West that's got real assets to move, like real draft picks that they could trade, would they do something big and bold? No, it didn't happen. In fact, if you look around the rest of the trade deadline, nobody in the West really went and did the thing today. You know, a couple teams like uh, Gordon Hayward went to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Dallas Mavericks made a couple of pickups, including PJ Washington. Okay. But, you know, did nothing did, that moved the needle nothing that to re- you? To me, nothing that really moved the needle, I'm nothing l- that really jumped out. Yeah. I, Hornets get Gordon Hayward. Um, the Knicks got Bogdanovich and Burks, but that doesn't affect the West. No, and I do but, want to talk about that in a minute, okay? okay because I think okay. there's something there. The Oklahoma City got. I'm looking through Western Mavs Conference got teams Daniel right now. Gafford. Yeah, I, I mean, not not that big of a deal. Um, the, the oh, you're right. You're right. right. I listen. I, I and I'm going to be honest with you. 
I, I got to see some of the moves that were early, but then there was a then there was a time when I was just ultra focused on the Suns for about two hours, mm-hmm. and so I didn't see anything else that was going down. And so, and then I, I left at one fifteen. I came here and got here five minutes before the show. I still haven't looked at all the other moves that were being made. So you a lot of much. stuff you're, you're giving me is like first time that I'm hearing this. So yeah. I did. So that is an interesting angle that I think. So the Clippers didn't do anything. Clippers didn't do anything. The Nuggets didn't do anything. Didn't do a thing. Wow. Nope. The Mavs is. You mentioned um, Gaff- you know, they got Gafford, Gafford, and and PJ Washington. Okay, they gave up Grant Williams and Seth Curry to do it. They gave up a first round pick too, so they really thought PJ Washington was all that. There was an interesting trade between the Bucks and the 76ers involving two names at Suns fans campaign campaign going to Milwaukee, Pat Bev going to Philly. So I guess does Bryce Harper need a new jersey? Asking for you mean a Pat Bev goes to Milwaukee, not Philly. Oh, I'm sorry. Pat right? Bev goes Pat, to Milwaukee. Pat Bev goes I, to Milwaukee. I didn't stick the landing. I screwed that up. I was yeah. so eager to get the joke out about Bryce Harper and that Pat Bev Philadelphia 76ers jersey he wore right before the Phillies lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks. I was so excited oh, to get that yeah. out there. It's somewhere next to that all black outfit that he wore for game six. <laughs> exactly. I'm so excited. I, I didn't stick the landing. Ah, he's a thorn in the side. He still is. I mean, yeah. he, he gives him an, an extra. It's a good move for Milwaukee. But Nobody, I'm, I'm looking through again. Nobody, the Milwaukee Bucks got cash. Robin Lopez went to the Kings. They're going to cut him. Um, did, no, nobody, nobody. Celtics did nothing. Nope. Celtics did nothing. Okay, so keep your eye on the buyout market for those teams too then. Yes. Because yes. Yeah, that's point. where everybody's going to try to make their hay mm-hmm. is in the buyout market. You don't have to give up anything to get those guys. And usually... The buyout market, the first, you know, the first five or six teams that are contenders are the teams that everybody's looking at. Hey, I want to get a playoff check. <laughs> you know, let me go join that team. If we go win two, two or three series in the playoffs, I'm going to get a nice playoff check too. Yeah. So there's there's that to add to it. So I would think that's where the Celtics. The Clippers, the Nuggets, those teams may try to make a splash there. The Mavs were the biggie, and they didn't do that much. The the big one, and you alluded to it about three minutes ago, and I'll bring it up because it's the one that I noticed today got the most reaction on social and kind of got the most traction. And that was the New York Knicks getting Boyan Bogdanovich from the Pistons. And everybody was like, oh, my God, okay, that's... With, the, Ju- with Julius Randle out? The Knicks are... And if they can get everybody healthy between Brunson... And Julius Randle and OG Ananobi. Ananobi's hurt. And if they can get everybody back and healthy, suddenly people are looking at a team that might be good enough to be the number two team in the Eastern Conference and really maybe make a run. Like everybody was all down with the New York Knicks today. Like, wow, they've really solidified this. Bogdanovich is just a great 34 years old. Right, I think he's 34, but I mean, he's always just been such a great shooter and a coveted guy. That's a good move for the Knicks. I think they also brought back Alec Burks. Yes, they did. Who they had, uh, they had him, and then they they let him go. So he gives them a little bit of size because uh, he was with you know he's with the Knicks for a little while, and he went to the Pistons. Good player, but Bogdanovich is the guy. I mean, he shoots 43 percent from three point range, so he'll step in right away and help that team. Yeah, uh, you're looking at your your healthy playoff rotation for the Knicks could be Jalen Brunson, Dante DiVincenzo, OG Ananobi, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, with Boyan Bogdanovich, Josh Hart, and Alec Burtz coming off the bench. It's a pretty it's good eight. Bad. It's a pretty good eight. It's a pretty good eight. It's a pretty good eight in the East. Mm-hmm. Is it is it good enough to compete at the, you know, with the... Eight is enough. Yeah, that's what they say, yeah. <laughs> from uh, the FanDuel text line, Jeremy from Queen Creek, who says, go Chiefs, but seriously, great move adding Royce O'Neal. Keep leaning into Point Beal. Let 
let the team keep meshing, barring injury. This team is set up to make a run to the Western Conference Final. What we do when we get there is another question. I like our odds with two of the top five scores in the NBA. The Suns' moves today seem to have it was a, struck a chord. It, it, it was, a, good, it was a good, solid day for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. They got better. Join Arizona star outfielder Corbin Carroll. It's his inaugural baseball pro camp. That's always cool. February 17th at Mountain Point High School. Boys and girls in grades 1 through 8 can join Corbin for baseball skills, drills, and fun. Visit CorbinCarrollCamp.com for information and registration or enter to win a spot at the camp by going to ArizonaSports.com slash contest. Super Bowl quarterbacks tend to have one thing in common. Kyla Murray has that thing. Are the Cardinals better off with him? We'll tell you about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Social Poll. Presented by Sanderson Ford. Right, obviously, we're still reacting to the NBA trade deadline. The Suns getting Royce O'Neal from the Brooklyn Nets in a trade in which spare parts sent out. Parts, yeah. that, parts that we are excited about. Sent I mean, out that toaster oven they weren't using. Let's not. Let, let's not look. The crock pot they don't use it. The griddle they don't make pancakes anymore. To a certain extent, all of us were excited in one way, shape, or form of uh, for at least one of those guys that they acquired this offseason. For me, it was Kate Bates Diop. For you, it was Utah Watanabe. It wasn't working. It didn't work for any of them. You know, they, they all you needed was one or two of them to work. None of them worked. So. Right. Spare parts. Yeah. That can opener you don't need anymore. <laughs> can Does anybody have a can opener anymore? I've got the regular one, one and the yeah. electric well, the, 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 one. The, 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 well, an electric one, yeah. But no, the, the, I use my hand. I, use, I do, too. I hate too? the electric oh. one. Really? I really do. I use the one by hand. I hate the electric thing. Really? Yeah. I'd rather just turn the tuna fish can with my... By myself, then put it into the thing, and then the lit. Like you know, it's a crazy day when I'm in full agreement with Gambo. Right, just do it by hand. <laughs> yeah, it takes four seconds. Totally agree. Why do you need an electric easy. can opener for? Man, I need a drink. That was a dumb um, invention. That was a dumb invention. We didn't need it. We, 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 we didn't need an electric can opener. We have the electric one. We love it. Things just, exist for convenience, not uh, because of me. Stupid. It's four seconds to get a can open with a can opener. Four seconds. <laughs> Count it. One, okay. two, three, four. Done. All right. All right. It's longer look, to get the can opener out of where, whatever drawer you got it in. I've always existed comfortably in the minority, so I'm fine. I'm going to keep using my electric can opener, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Maybe now that we got cameras in here, we should have you guys do a can opening off. Where oh, you I'm use sure he would do it faster. I mean, he's got forearms like Popeye. He would, <laughs> you know, and it'd be open. Me, I'd be like, okay, you know, it's time for my tomato soup. All right, Mitch, you got a poll question for us. Olive what do we got? Oil. Okay. <laughs> After all of the moves made today, dust is settled. We're here. Yeah. This is the teams that we've got for right now. Where do you see the Suns finishing in the West? Four options. The one seed. Numero uno. No. Two to four seed. Five to six seed. Or play-in team. Five. The Suns will be the fifth seed in the playoffs. Two to four. Ooh. Who are they knocking out then, if I may ask, in a follow-up? You've got Nuggets, Clippers, Thunder, and Wolves. Wolves. Not buying them. Not buying them. Fair enough. Not going to do it. We're going to knock out the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, okay. I don't have an answer from the people voting, but you know who else is not buying it? 
58% of our audience. What do they say? Two to four seed is where the Suns are right saying. Now. Okay. okay. Well, I hope, I, I'd love to get that four seed. or t- I'd love to get a home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. The only problem, the only reason why I think, you know, I, there's a lot of games that have gone by already. We've, we've, there's a lot of games that are off the schedule. There's not a whole lot lower. Is there 30 something games left? Uh, 31 games 31 left in the season. Left, and the Suns yeah. currently are five games back in the loss column from seeds four, three, two, and yeah, one. They yeah. all have 16 losses. I, yeah. I, I, it's, 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 a, it's a little bit of a hill to climb. It is, it is, but I, I think they can climb it. All right, so I'm sorry, 53 said 58% say two to four. Okay, what so else? I think they'll crack that top four. 34%. Percent say five to six, so in the same range that Gambo said. Four percent thinks they're a play-in team. Okay. And the other four percent think they'll be the one seed when it's all said and done. There's a four-way tie for the top seed in the Western Conference. All four teams basically they have the have same, the same amount record. of losses. Jeez. They have the exact same amount of losses. Yeah. The Suns' schedule is also very difficult. It too. is the toughest in the NBA from here on out. Yes, it is. And not that I think Royce O'Neal. I think the Suns were trending there anyway without Royce O'Neal. But I, I, I agree with I, that. I, I think the Suns were trending towards competing for maybe cracking into the top four. Uh, but I do think they, I think they got better as a basketball team today. Boy, I'll tell you something. Your buyout market thing is so right. I just turned on my Twitter account. Gambo, the Suns going to get Killian Hayes. Gambo, the Suns going to get Corey Joseph. Gambo, the Suns going to get Thaddeus Young. Oh my! Can I breathe? Can you give me a break? Here's what we'll do. We'll oh create, my God. We'll create an automatic reply that says the offices of Gambadoro Industries are currently closed for the day. I just turned it on. No, it's like. By this guy, Thaddeus Young, Corey Joseph. What about the, what about Killian Hayes? Like, oh. just take a breather. Oh, you know what? He's right though. Like, that's everybody's gonna want to know what's gonna go on in the uh, buyout market. But I think Mitch is right too. I think you should just, you know, on the advice of my attorney, I will be not be dispensing <laughs> any more nuggets of information. Today. I'm gonna go please, to the. Please check in with me tomorrow. I'm gonna go to the Suns game tonight. I'm gonna go watch them. You know, whip the Jazz. <laughs> Maybe I'll jump on with Tim Ring after the uh, after the game. Let's see who's the playing post game with Ringer. I'm, I'm curious about to see who's playing tonight for both teams. Uh, Devin Booker's got some injury issues he's dealing with. It, it, it's Somebody suggested, I think it was Gerald Bourget over at PHNX, that they shouldn't have any games at all on the day of the trade deadline because every team is just, first of all, your benches are depleted. You know, half the guys you can't play anyway. The guys you acquired, they're not here. They can't play. So you're really, really thin. It's like it's almost like a, a non-night in the NBA. It feels like it should be a non-night in the NBA because a lot of teams traded away a bunch of guys. Anyway, I take a day. Take a breath. I am, man. I Open am. a can and with your can opener and your pop by forearms, and then you can respond to those people tomorrow <laughs> and and find out what's going on in the buyout market because half the guys who are available, the Suns probably can't get anyway. This caught my attention as just sort of a change up to the fastball today. The fastball is obviously the trade deadline. Super Bowl is coming up in a couple of days. And I wanted to run this past you because I, I, I like this. I thought there was a conversation in here okay. about Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. The Athletic took a look at the history of Super Bowl quarterbacks and where they come from. Okay, Here's the number that kind of stood out to me. When Brock Purdy takes a snap on Sunday, he'll be the 67th different quarterback to start in a Super Bowl. Okay, 67. 67 quarterbacks have started in a Super Bowl. That's okay? it. That's it. How many Super Bowls have there been? It started in 66? 58. So you figure like Mahomes has started yeah, a bunch. Brady started, and Brady a, started bunch. a bunch. Montana started a bunch. Terry Bradshaw. Brett Favre, etc. John Elway started a bunch, right? I mean, there, there's multiple guys who have, yeah, but 67. Yeah. Jim Kelly started four. So Jim Kelly started four. Rand Tarkenton, I think, started four. Of the 67, okay, 13 
about 20% were the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, that's that says something. 20% with the number one overall pick. Cardinals have one of those guys. A number one overall pick guy. Yeah. Now, does that, that alone isn't reason to say, hey, that's it. Kyler Murray's the guy. Oh, I was just going to go to the bank and bet on the Cardinals <laughs> going to the Super Bowl. With Kyler Murray's their quarterback based on your information. While we're at it, 34 of the 67 were drafted in the first round. Okay. I mean, it, it, there's always been a feeling like you've got to get your quarterback by the middle of the second round at the latest. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they feel it's definitely first round. You've got to get him in the first round. Uh, you got to get that guy. So I kind of believe. I kind of believe in that. Teams now. I mean, the, the, the position is so valuable. The money is so great. You've got to have that guy. You know, it's harder to go get that guy. Like you know, Brock, where Brock Purdy was drafted, or where Tom Brady was drafted, it happens sometimes. Sure, it's happening this weekend. It happens sometimes, you know. but it doesn't. But your best bet is still always always to try to get that guy early in the first. To so get round. that guy in the first round and early in the first round. And and look, it, it doesn't mean every number one overall pick works out at the quarterback position. God knows history is littered with those who didn't. And certainly the Kurt Warners of the world, the Brock Purdy's of the world, the Tom. Brady's of the world, the Russell Wilson's of the world. You know, there, there are plenty of Super Bowl caliber quarterbacks who are not first round picks, but you play the odds and the odds are going to tell you you want a guy in the first round. And if you're really going to play the odds, the odds tell you that the guy drafted number one overall, which then again, I, I think kind of speaks to what the Bears are going to do in the draft this year. You're really going to pass on Caleb Williams? You're really going to say no to that? It just seems so unlikely that they would do that. There is a and for the Cardinals and Kyler, again, that's not the only reason to keep him, but that is a good reason to stick with him as long as you possibly can to make absolute sure he's not the guy, right? Like, give him every chance in the world to make sure that, that he is the guy, because if you don't, there's like some history that you're going against. Justin Fields has played 40 games as the quarterback for the Chicago Bears over three years. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's... There's not an endless time on, on on being able to decipher whether the guys are not. Like you got to make your mind up. At some point, you got to make your mind up. It seems like the Cardinals have made their mind up that Kyler's their guy. You know, the Bears. It's it's. You may say it's unrealistic, but that's the truth. I mean, they have to make a decision on Justin Fields because if you decide to keep Justin Fields, as me and you have talked about, now you got to pay him. Yeah. You got to pay him. Yeah. So if you don't love him, you might as well move on. All right. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, back to the trade deadline. The Suns have who they have, adding Royce O'Neal and David Roddy today in a three-team deal. Are the Suns better? What does the playoff rotation look like? These are the questions you want answers to, and we're going to try to answer them next on the Burns and Gambo Show.